and welcome back to the official Teachify English podcast. I am Lewis, and this is Mickey. Hello, everyone. So yeah, Mickey is back, which means we are reunited. We are sitting here at Mickey's house, and we are recording this podcast. And the title of this podcast is the New Normal. Oh, I bet that rings a bell, doesn't it? I bet that sounds familiar. Mickey, have you heard this phrase being said over and over again in the media? I have heard it many times in the media. But just before we get into this, Lewis, I just want to say it's lovely to be with you. I'm、Aww. sitting here now, staring at Lewis, and it's just—it、uh, feels like we're going back. We're reunited, so I'm very happy. Exactly, it's such such a happy day. I could say that I'm over the moon, and he's staring at me. Mickey, what does it mean to stare at someone? It depends how you、uh, how you perceive it, because to stare at someone is to look at someone and concentrate on them、uh, intensely.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, I'm staring at Lewis with love in my eyes. If that's how you want to perceive it, ah, I'll, I'll choose to perceive it in that way. Yeah, let's say, <laughs> let's say so. So as I mentioned, today we are going to speak about the new normal. So we're going to begin by talking about some other phrases. Which we keep hearing in the media over and over again. After that, we're going to discuss what we've been doing to keep ourselves busy in our free time, and how Teachify has been adapting to this strange situation. Fantastic! And then to finish, we'll predict the future. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to be successful in predicting the future, but we're going to make some predictions about how we think. Sevilla, Madrid, and the world will adapt to COVID nineteen and the coronavirus. This is fantastic. There's going to be a nice use of future grammar tenses in there. Oh, you can't wait, can you? I can't wait. So,、um, the new normal. What other terms and phrases have you heard repeated in the media? Well, I've heard there's the one about flattening the curve is、uh, is one that is consistently repeated. Uh, not so much now in Spain because the curve has been flattened,、uh, but obviously in other countries that the curve is rising still. So that's one that's very common and used、uh, a lot in the media. What about you, Lewis? Yeah. So first one, this flattening the curve. I I, I was fed up of hearing it,、mm. but as you said, we have managed to flatten the curve here in Sevilla and in Spain. And well, Sevilla. Whilst we're talking about it. Um, it is a very flat city.、Yeah. Other than that, the first one we heard was "stay at home"、yeah. all the time. Stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. If you didn't know how to say this before the coronavirus, you must know now. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other words or phrases that we've been hearing over and over again in the media? Obviously, virus is one of them. Yeah, I think this is a good one as well to just to pick up on.、Uh, to pick up on is to 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 stand out, to indicate, to to go back to.、Mm-hmm. So to pick up on the word virus because the pronunciation is virus. It's not virus. Okay, it's virus. So that's an important word to make sure you get correct in the future. Yeah, you could even say that all of these words have been going viral. Yeah. Oh. And oh. the Teacherify podcast is going viral. Let's hope it is. Let's hope it There's is. There's no flattening the curve with the podcast. <laughs> so now we've been in this situation for a couple of months now. 
How have you been keeping yourself busy? What have you been doing in your free time, um, other than working, of course? Yeah, I mean, I've been. I'm. I'm a man of routine. So for me, to be honest, the uh, the adapting of the situation wasn't too difficult. It was frustrating, but it wasn't difficult because I still kept my routine of waking up early, doing exercise at home uh, during certain periods, having my breakfast, five eggs. Just so you know, five eggs every day for breakfast.、Um, so how do you like your eggs? Do you like them scrambled, poached, fried? I like.、Uh, I watched a video on Gordon Ramsay, and、uh, I like to put them in the pan with some butter and chive, which is cebollino,、uh-huh. I think. Yeah, yeah.、Oh, I love it. Just that with some brown bread, orange juice, and then a big coffee. Well,、um, as I told you,、uh, I am at Mickey's house right now. It is almost eleven a.m., and he's made me a coffee, but、uh, I don't have any scrambled eggs with chives here, so. <clears throat> I'm waiting, Mickey. You should have arrived earlier, Lewis, at the time we were arranged to meet. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my fault.、Um, and what about you, Lewis? How have you adapted to the routine? Well, at the beginning of this crisis, I was being super productive. So、uh, I was thinking, all right, we have to make the most of this bad situation and turn it around、oh. into our favour. Which is why I started、um, recording some more podcasts. We had the idea of uploading daily videos to YouTube, and I was creating plenty of lesson plans. Obviously, this didn't last forever. So after a few weeks, I thought, "Oh no, this is never going to end. We're going to be in lockdown forever." <laughs> and I got a little bit demotivated. And that's when I started to play some video games like Football Manager. Oh yes! Because I am obsessed. But not only that, I also started reading, which is something that I've always tried to do and make a habit of doing. But because of a lack of time, I can never maintain this habit in the long term. But. So far, so good. I've read three or four books in the last couple of months. I feel it. I think it's quite interesting. I mean, we're going off topic slightly here, but I think it's quite interesting that you that you say that you wanted to be very productive at the start, and you felt very productive. You were working a lot. You were, you know, implementing new ideas with the videos. But gradually, it's kind of dropped down, and I think it's very important to. That's okay. Like it's fine. It's na- I think it's quite natural to your productivity to drop down slightly. Like, but I think the key is to not put pressure on yourself to think that you're not being productive enough in this situation. And I think a lot of people do that. I, I'm myself. I I do this quite often.、Um, and I think this is is not a good mentality to have in this situation. You just need to do what you can do when you can do it.、That's、Relax. It. Take it easy.、Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Now that you're saying this, you are reminding me of the fact that you mentioned before, maybe a year ago, that you always went through moments when you were a workaholic. You were working twenty-four-seven,、yeah. and then maybe after a couple of months, you'll have a week when you just can't be bothered. You don't have the energy、mm. or the ganas、oh, like、<laughs> to、it. do anything. 
So it's normal. It happens. Yeah, I think it's it's good to be like this. I think especially once you're on a high and you're motivated, make the most of it. But when you're not as motivated, it's okay because you will get back to that point again. But just relax and don't pressure yourself. I think is important. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. Getting all philosophical. Yeah, this is great. I'm sure you're loving this. Please let us know if you are loving it. Now, talking about Teachify, uh, obviously we've mentioned what we've been doing kind of um, to keep ourselves busy. What has Teachify been doing to adapt to the situation and make it as enjoyable for us and for the students during this time of crisis? Yeah, well, I think uh, something now I look back and reflect on actually, uh, I don't even know how many weeks ago. When did the... I think it's been, well, it's definitely been two months now. I think we, we adapted very quickly to the situation. I think we, we made a decision. We had a meeting. We adapted very quickly. Um, and I think the, the key factor in this situation for Teachify was your content. I think the fact that we had all of the content online anyway, because we create our own content, the transition to moving online was seamless. There was no hassle, there was no issues. The students, it wasn't a problem because they, we didn't have books. They had everything online anyway. So I think this was a, a, key, a key factor. And then secondly, I think we also made the right decision to reduce the group sizes with our company classes because we predicted that going online could be a bit more challenging with more than two or three or four students in the same class. So by reducing those and we doubled up teachers to teach two classes at the same time to make the group smaller, I think this is, uh, has worked in our favour. Yeah, exactly. Here you could even say that we were ahead of the curve. Oh, oh what, a, what a joke. <laughs> you could say that we were ahead of the curve. But no, in all seriousness, um, we were kind of in a good situation before this happened because we have been trying to use technology since... I started working here before, um, even before that, and we've always tried to be as cutting edge as possible by doing some research and finding out any useful applications, websites, uh, tools, technology that we can use to make sure that our content and our classes are as fun and as modern as they can be. And then, as you said, luckily um, we have a great group of passionate, motivated teachers and nobody minds working a little bit harder for the greater good to make sure that in the long term Teachify is going to be around still teaching English. Yeah, I think this is something that's very important. I think we, we kind of made the decision, I don't know if you remember at the start, saying that potentially we could lose some students, we could lose or some courses could be suspended. But we all kind of decided, you know, the objective was that we all keep working, that we all have enough hours and we keep pushing on. Uh, and we just kind of ride this wave at the moment because when we come out of it, it will be okay. And I think, you know, as a team, we've all been very flexible. Uh, and luckily, we haven't had to do that because we've actually increased our number of students because of the content, which is uh, interesting. Exactly. These are all things that were in our hands that we could control. However, now let's finish by talking about the outside world and the rest of the economy and Spain and Europe and the world in general, because it's going to be a very difficult time. And I'm sure you've heard all of the predictions about a new financial crisis, a recession. So we thought we'd, we'd finish by discussing some of our predictions for 
what will happen and how we will have to adapt our behavior in society. So what do you think is going to happen, Mickey? Yeah, I think this is it's going to change a lot, the, the way we act and the way we behave around each other. And I think, I mean, even now you notice it because we do have a little bit more freedom, so to speak, to, to go to the shops and to go out and to meet people, you know. And it's interesting because the handshake is gone, yeah. Uh, which is very strange and I keep like I have to consciously make a decision not to do it because it's such a natural gesture to make so I think this uh, this will be eradicated um, I don't know if the elbow is going to come in we're elbow touching now I don't know if that's going to, to come into action the masks and the I don't know I don't know how long it will last if it not I saw a, I saw a video of uh, kids in China who went back to school, uh-huh. and they were wearing the, the young kids. That, I think they were like you know five, six, seven, and they were wearing hats. And on top of the hats, they had like propellers, as if it were a helicopter, and each propeller was like a meter long. So every kid was wearing them in the class. So this was to mark the the social distances between kids of two meters, uh, which I found like you know it's, it's a kind of a gimmick or you know it's a fun way for kids to to be responsible and keep distance. But I don't know if that will be something that will come into play here in, in Europe or in Spain or in Seville, for example. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. Also, talking about China, I, I saw a video of basically the same thing where they were wearing wings, ah, yeah. again, to enforce social distancing. But I've been wearing a face mask and gloves when I go to the supermarket, and... I'm not going to lie, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. Obviously, I'm going to comply with the laws, and if everyone's doing it, it, I have to. But I don't feel particularly comfortable. However, I think at least in the short term, we have to do as many things as possible to make sure that there isn't a second wave of the virus. Because until there is a, a vaccine we're going to have to get used to uh, maintaining our distance and maybe not shaking people's hands. I just hope that the economy and people's habits can adapt enough to make sure that we don't enter an even worse crisis than the one in 2008. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something is is going to happen. Like, in a, you know, the effects will trickle down from the highest level to the smallest level. But I think um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think also, you know, as terrible as the situation is, there will be new things happen. Like new businesses will be born because of this situation. Because it's like a war. After a war, technology advances so much because they're forced to think differently. So internet connections, like telecommunications, flights, aeroplanes, helicopters, they advanced so much because of a terrible situation. And I think the same will happen with this. We're going to see a lot of uh, innovative ideas uh, and some possibly, you know, good changes for the future. But we will have to go through a, a difficult patch at some point. Yeah. And for those of you who live in Spain, think about it. You're going to be able to walk freely through the main roads without so much tourism, which, of course, is a negative. But we're tourists. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we're, the, we're the giddies. <laughs> But now, as you said, it is an opportunity. So as bad as the situation is, we have to uh, be optimistic and look on the bright side of life to try to adapt as quickly, as seamlessly and effectively as possible. 
Just before you finish, Lewis, I just wanted to touch on something else you mentioned there about tourism. And I think this is quite an important uh, point because I think now, because tourism has stopped uh, and, you know, the sector is going to struggle, but now is the time for cities to rethink how they want to implement tourism again when people are allowed to travel freely and they can monitor and take measures so the cities don't get ruined like possibly they were before mm-hmm. with the Airbnb and the low-cost travel. Like I think now's a good chance to, to implement some measures to control tourism better and make it a bit more sustainable for the cities. Yeah, I like it. Mm. A nice little, little bit of uh, your mindset there. I enjoyed mm. that. <laughs> so uh, let's finish with a joke, of course. Oh, How couldn't we finish with a joke? Oh dear, Lewis. Go on then. Mickey is pretending that he doesn't want to hear this joke, but he's so excited. I promise. I can guarantee you. So, Mickey um, and the audience, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? Let me repeat. Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? I'm going to have to say, Lewis, no, I didn't hear about the restaurant on the moon. Well, great food. No atmosphere. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you'd like it. I thought you'd like it. So anyway, we're going to wrap up there. We're going to finish there. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, even if it was slightly longer than usual. And if you know anyone who might like to listen to this podcast, pass it on. Spread the word. Share the love. Share the love. Share everything. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.